Hello, and welcome back to the Daily Study of the Way of Mastery. I'm Jason Amoroso, your guide and friend. And today we continue with Lesson 12, Receive the Pearls of Grace, Section 3, A Meditation of Release. And we ended our last episode where Jeshua gave us a 30-day challenge. We hear all these internet 30-day challenges, these programs. Maybe Jeshua is issuing the ultimate 30-day challenge, which is for the next 30 days, take the time and use it wisely to allow the names, the images, and the faces of those that you have judged to come back to you and to say, you know, mother, father, ex-mate, whoever it is, I get it. I have placed you in a box and thrown away the key. You are stuck, so I have said, and now I release you that I might be released. So we're not really forgiving them for anything they've done. We are taking responsibility and ownership that we have placed them in a box, that we have placed judgment on them, which really in truth is just to avoid us seeing the reflection of that judgment of them as being inside of us. That's really what's happening. That's what projection is. Instead of me feeling and acknowledging certain things that I think are inside of me, which might feel too painful to acknowledge, I'm going to put them on you and see them in you. Subconsciously, of course, we don't recognize this until we have a little bit of guidance and are taught that that's what's happening. So now we're doing that. And this exercise helps us release these people from the bondage we have put them in, from the cage, from the uh, yeah, from the cage we've put them in. And as we release them, we really are releasing ourselves. So that's 30 days. Spend five minutes a day. Do that. Do You can do it while you're driving. You don't necessarily have to set aside meditation time, even though five minutes is five minutes. Probably do it uh, while you're sitting on the toilet. But um, anyway, <laughs> I do a lot of my spiritual work on the toilet. <laughs> Anyways, you, you understand what I'm trying to say. Go for a walk and do it while you're walking the dog or while you're doing the dishes. Just see those people that you've been judging and acknowledge that you've put them in the box and thrown away the key. But now you've found the key, so you are releasing them from your judgments. All right. Anyways, let's continue now with a uh, uh, paragraph five where Jeshua says, now there are some effects to doing this. This will mean that when you have truly done that, never again do you have any justification or excuse for attaching any experience you have had or feelings you have ever felt to the hook on the side of their imprisonment that you have placed them in. Often the human mind, the egoic mind, wants to hang the coat of its judgment on the hook just outside the bars in which you have locked someone. All right, translation, as you take full responsibility for the the projections, the judgments you've placed on another, which are really something inside of you that you are judging as unworthy or lack-filled or uh, selfish or whatever your judgment of another is. As you take responsibility for that and you see, oh, it's been, I'm doing this to myself. I'm projecting it onto another. Once you really see that and own it, there's never again, there's any justification to judge someone because you realize it's a fool's game. and You're the fool. You're doing it. It's not about them. It's never about them. The whole world Everything you experience in the world is a reflection, is 
uh, feedback of what you're holding in your consciousness. And all events are neutral. So one, an event can happen and one person can see it through the lens of I'm a victim. Why is this happening to me? I can't believe those people did that. And they're going to experience something, right? They're going to experience feeling helpless, feeling like they're a victim, uh, being angry at the other person, blaming other people. Why? But when the same exact event happens, another person may see it through the perspective of this is for me. My brain wants to go into blame, but how can I use this? How is this person giving me the opportunity to forgive, to uh, have create boundaries, to be courageous and step through my fear, to speak my truth? Wow, thank you, other person, for playing this role for me. Everything is for me. What an amazing existence this is. Same event happens. Two people having two totally different experiences based on what they want to experience, based on what they're choosing to experience. So there's never again. And, and hey, listen, I'm the first one to say, and I'll say it again in the, in, in the two paragraphs later. That doesn't mean we don't have feelings and it doesn't mean we don't get triggered. And our, you know, our um, immediate reaction isn't to blame the other person or get angry or get pissed. I'm upset because look what happened. Oh, my gosh. But we are being trained to start to really see that, to start to create the gap Quoting Viktor Frankl, between stimulus, something happening in our response, is a space. In that space lies our freedom to choose our response. This is the last, the fundamental of all human freedoms. And he was someone who spent years in a Nazi concentration camp seeing he was a psychiatrist. And he saw most of the people felt like they were at the mercy of the Nazis. Not their bodies, but like their spirits. Their moods, their attitudes. Oh, my gosh, look what's happening to us. Yes, horrific. Absolutely. But some of the people in the camps were like, "Okay, this is happening. How am I going to show up? Am I still going to be compassionate? Am I still going to be kind? Am I still going to be human? Even even to the Nazis. That is freedom. If you can be that in that circumstance, you are free no matter what's happening. I mean, that's the story of the crucifixion. It's freedom. Take do what you want to my body. But soldier, I love you. Soldier about to drive the nail into my hand. I love you because I know who you are. And I know that anything you do doesn't, can't even touch, tarnish, put a dent in the glory that I am at a soul level. And there's other stories of that. I, I read another story from um, the gentle book or the gentle gift of blessing that I love where another guy was in a, a concentration camp and his whole family got murdered in front of him. And in that moment, he decided to be a force of love. In that moment, not to hate the soldiers that sh shot his family right in front of him, his kids, his wife. He was like, begged them to shoot him too. And in that moment, when he realized they weren't going to because he was a translator, they needed him. He said, I'm not going to let this crush my and kill my spirit. I'm not going to hate them. I'm going to be the presence of love in my life. And years, I think four years after that, when the Americans liberated the or the allied forces liberated the, this concentration camp and they found this doctor and he was in great health comparative to all the other prisoners in the concentration camp. They were like, oh, you must only have just gotten here because you're healthy. You have vibrancy to you. And he's like, no, I've been here for four years. And it was his attitude. It was his perception. It was the choice he made. And that choice is not special. It's not secret. It's not hidden from us. It's the way. And that guy wasn't a Christian. 
It doesn't, you don't have to be part of any religion. It's the way that Jeshua is teaching us. By the way, we all know this. Jesus, Jeshua, was not a Christian. He didn't set out to start a religion with rules and dogma that you have to abide by. This is not about that. But so many people have been conditioned in and put into that box, that matrix. And honestly, I think part of my mission is to help liberate people from that by showing them a different side of Jeshua, by just pointing these facts, these these truths out. So anyways, once you see the nature of getting triggered and upset is all happening inside of you, it's never, ever what happens or what anyone says or does. You can't use that excuse anymore. You can't really, you can if you want to. But you know you're imprisoning yourself if you're blaming or complaining or making someone else the bad guy. It's just, you know, you're the really doing it to yourself. So Jeshua says, never again do you have any justification or excuse for attaching any experience you have had. Any experience you have had. And this can be really, really, really challenging. Especially when it feels like we are so justified. Look what this person did to me. This is horrific. And we have a whole lot of people, not just people, but uh, institutions and belief systems and paradigms that reinforce victimization. That doesn't mean things don't happen, but ha- what you make it mean about you is entirely up to you. And again, we've seen this with uh, all kinds of, you know, what we would call tragedies in this world where some people... They allow it uh, to crush them and they use it as kind of a crutch to not rise up into their spirit and their soul. They use it as a reason to hate others. They use it as a reason that they're not powerful, that they're not a creator. They use it as a reason why all these things are not fair in the world. And we can all relate to that. On some level, we all relate to feeling like that victim and being very justified in that. And and I get it. And then there's other people who've gone through the same tragedies that have not only forgiven the people who've done those things to them, but forgiven themselves for feeling like a victim, who have felt the feelings, who have healed. Healing is loving, who have extended love and compassion to their perpetrators, quote unquote perpetrators. And I'm saying that because the perpetrators at a soul level are our angels. They're playing a role for our soul. Well, I kind of like that rhyme. You know, there's a beautiful, beautiful YouTube video that's been out for a long time. You might, if you go to YouTube and you search uh, courtroom, A Course in Miracles Forgiveness, there's a man who was convicted of murder and the victim, the, the guy who got killed, his brother is in the courtroom at the hearing when the when the murderer was convicted and sentenced to, I don't know, 25, 35 life in prison. And the brother of the victim says, you know, I forgive you. And he and he quotes A Course in Miracles. And it's so beautiful. And not only you can just feel not only is the brother doing this, he's re, he's doing it for himself as a reminder, as a declaration of who he wants to be in the world. And he's doing it for the murderer as well to set him free from any guilt that he might be feeling against himself. It's so beautiful. I I highly encourage you to check it out. So Jeshua says, for instance, 
That which I have experienced is the result of my father's alcoholism. That which I have experienced in life is the result of my mother having 40,000 affairs a week. That which I have experienced is the result of my business partner who has stolen my golden coins. That which has caused my suffering is the result of the position of the stars in the sky when I chose incarnation. If only they would have gotten it right, I would be fine. The point is we can blame others. We can blame the stars. We can blame God. We can blame anything. The ego is that creative. It will find anything to blame for why you're suffering, for why you feel like you're suffering. And at the end of the day, Jeshua is giving us the ultimate, the buck stops here, the ultimate empowering message. You are literally the creator of everything you experience. Now, let's just acknowledge this again and again and again. The vast majority of this stuff is subconscious. But through the exercises that we are getting in the way of mastering, through other exercises that are out there, we bring it into the conscious to really see it, to see the choices that we've made, to see the effects that those choices have, the belief in separation, the belief in lack, the belief in uh, death and loss, uh, the belief in fear and the effects that those have. And we are being, it's brought up to us. Again, it's very confronting. It's not comfortable. This work is like this message, what I'm saying right now is radical in the world. It is not convenient in the world because look, read every single news headline. So-and-so blames Congress. So-and-so blames the economy. So-and-so blames big pharma. So-and-so blames uh, the racial divide in this country. So-and-so blames the the weather. It's like everyone is blaming everyone else for why things are the way they are and why people are suffering. And it just goes round and round and round. And this message is saying, wait a second. Wait a second. Everything that triggers you is actually something happening inside of you. And it's a not only that, but it's a choice you're making. Are you kidding me? To the to somebody who's who's very committed to being a victim, then you're shaming the victim like that's not what that is. But that's how they take it. More victim shaming. You can see it that way if you want to, or you can see it as the most empowering message. That doesn't mean we don't have empathy and compassion for people who are suffering. Of course we do. But we also know the truth. It's like Jeshua and all these guides and all these sages. Oh, poor you. Look what you're going through. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how you're going to overcome this. This is so hard. No, of course they can see what we're experiencing and they can see why we're experiencing it because of the beliefs and the subconscious beliefs that we're holding at a deeper level and their help. And they're like, I hear you. I see you. I see you suffering so much. And there is another way. You don't have to. And to somebody very committed to suffering, that's a very challenging idea. But it's also liberating. And that's why it's community. That's why there's messages. That's why it takes us time to integrate this work because a part of us doesn't want to hear it. I love being the victim. Who doesn't love being the victim? Having something or someone else to blame for why your life isn't the way that you want it? Oh, my gosh, that's so easy. It takes all the pressure off. Oh, it's their fault. It's not anything I have to do. It's it's out there. It's the interest rates. It's the inflation. It's the government. It's my it's my it's my heritage. It's in my DNA that alcoholism is not my fault. I'm fighting genetics. Oh, my gosh. Right. And people set it up that way. You're fighting genetics. I can't fight genetics. I mean, come on. It's genetics. It's in my DNA. And then people like Bruce Lipton come along and say it might be in your DNA. But what turns on and off those genes is your own choices, is your own energy. 
So you're not a victim of your own genes even. And again, this stuff is so, so uh, radical and challenging to the traditional kind of paradigm of the world. So let's let's just acknowledge that. And we all get caught up and I get caught up in it. But we have these practices and that's why it's a practice. It's a daily practice because we all get caught up in it. But if every day we've committed to making five minutes a day for residing as a Christ, to being with ourselves, to, in this case, 30 days of forgiving and letting someone else out of the prison that I put them in. These are the practices that just bring us back to our heart and what and who we are and what choice we want to make over and over and over again. So when we do forget, when we do get triggered, when we do when we do feel so justified, it's that person's fault that I feel this way. We have a practice every day that we can come back to. And sometimes even that's not enough. And then we have a community of other people who are doing the same thing. And they're like, hey, I hear you. And I want to remind you, I want to bring you back to this principle, this concept, this idea. Oh, okay. You know, I I relate to you, too. I'm going through the same thing, too. We're doing it together. Oh, that's why you have community. That's why you have practices to support yourself through this. And you can't do it wrong. You'll wake up. You'll heal when you're ready to heal. It's that simple. So stop guilting yourself or judging yourself that it's not happening fast enough or you're not feeling peaceful and blissful and untriggered all the time. Ah, That's not why you came here. You came here to get triggered so you get those unconscious, subconscious, limiting, false beliefs to come up so you can see them and forgive them. So every time you get triggered, say, hallelujah, thank you, person who triggered me. Thank you, person who did that to me. You're giving me a divine opportunity. Again, very radical. Feels unrealistic at certain times. Feels gaslighting at certain times. I don't even know if that's the right way to use that word. But you know what I mean. All right, here we go. I think you know what I mean. Um, Last paragraph, and then we'll call it a day. Uh, As we conclude the way of the heart, I say unto you, do not enter the way of transformation until you have truly and fully, both those words are in italics, truly and fully satisfied your awareness that you are not clinging to even the subtlest iota of perception that in any way you are a victim of the world you see. Nothing has been caused by your relationships. All of them have merely shown you what you have already decided will be true. The world, then, is not the cause of anything. You merely see what you have used the freedom of your consciousness to concoct about yourself. I mean, this is this paragraph alone we could spend a year on. Let's look at it. As we conclude this first 12 lessons, the way of the heart, I say unto you, do not enter the way of transformation until you have truly and fully satisfied your awareness that you're not clinging to even the subtlest iota of perception that in any way you are a victim of the world you see. Jeshua has been saying this. I say this over and over again. There's nothing new under the sun. What he said in like lesson one is the same thing now he's saying in lesson 12. You are not a victim of the world you see. Period. Literally, not metaphorically, literally, you are not a victim of the world you see. And he is inviting us to wake up and giving us practices and exercises to do to wake us up to the fact that what we experience is our choice. And we're the creator of everything we experience. Nothing can create experience inside of us. Nothing, not even God. 
not even some some thing outside, something bigger. It's like it's self-generated one because we are a part of God. We are God manifest as this unique expression that you call yourself. And once you become aware of that, it's like once you really, truly see projection at work, you can't unsee the idea. You're like, oh, I get it. Now, I might not I might not like it all the time. I might not get it right away all the time, but I understand the idea that the world is a mirror, that what everything out there is a mirror for what I'm holding deep down inside that I don't really want to look at or acknowledge. Nothing's been caused by your relationships. You hear this all the time. People are so committed to this. You made me feel this way. When you said this, you made me feel this way. And you're blaming the other person. You're saying they have the power to make you feel a certain way. No, it's how you interpreted it. It's how you perceived it, which is a choice. Not always an easy choice, but it is. No one can make you feel any way. It's like I remember when I was at the uh, when I was at the Dodgers, I was working as an attorney, associate uh, general counsel for the Los Angeles Dodgers back when I was like 27 years old, 26, 27 years old. I, I knew it was like soul crushing work for me. I just I just hated it. Um, I I didn't want my life. I, I saw no kind of soul growth in the work. I, I didn't see I didn't want to be the the, the general counsel for a baseball team, uh, for a sports team. I didn't want to be an attorney at all. I definitely didn't want to be doing like contract work of sponsorships. Oh, Coca-Cola signs in left field need to be this big and the sweepstakes that they're doing need to include X, Y, and Z. Like that just wasn't why I'm here. And I felt that early on. And so, but at the same time, I was getting my master's in spiritual psychology and learning how to counsel and coach people. Uh, and listen, really, to listen to them. Because I'm not giving any advice. That's not what counseling is. It's like just listening and asking questions and helping them uncover their own truth. That's what coaching is to me. It's not giving advice. So when I was at the Dodgers and I was like, I can't do this anymore. And my wife was, I think, pregnant with our second kid. And I, I just passed the bar. Um, so I was a licensed attorney, even though it and so I gave my two weeks notice to my boss. I didn't have anything lined up. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going somewhere else. I just couldn't do it anymore. And then after, like, when the two weeks was up, I, I was kind of feeling like, oh, crap, I made a mistake. What did I do? I was kind of backtracking. And my boss held me to it. And he was like, hey, like, you made this decision and we're moving on now. And I got really up upset at him and at the Dodgers. This is unfair. How could they do this? I took no responsibility that I was the one who initiated this, that it was a decision I made. But I wanted to blame them because all of a sudden it, it like um, it, it stoked the fear that I was having as the two weeks got closer and closer and I didn't really know what I was doing. I just couldn't do it anymore. So I started blaming them. And I didn't know this idea really of projection that well. I mean, I had been introduced to it, but I hadn't been practicing it for now decades. So it's like once you see it, you can't blame anyone else for how you feel. 
They're only showing what you've already decided would be true. And a part of me has decided that life is unfair, that life is happening to me, that it's not fair, that I'm not the master of my own destiny, that I'm not powerful, that I'm kind of at the mercy of employers and, and paychecks and salaries and the job market and the economy and all these things. I had already decided that was true deep down inside. And so that was just reflecting it back to me. The world then is not the cause of anything. The world doesn't cause anything. The, things are just happening. All events are neutral. You merely see and experience what you have used, the freedom of your consciousness. You're free to concoct about yourself. Translation, what you see and experience in your life is what you think of yourself. If you think you're unworthy, you're going to get a whole lot of things that are going to reinforce that you're unworthy. If you think you're a, a sinner and a no good, you're going to get a whole bunch of experiences that reinforce that. You're, and you don't realize that. You're like, oh, there it is. I'm not good enough. No, you're just going to feel victimized. You're going to blame somebody else. If you If you think about yourself that you're not enough, that you're powerless, you're going to get a lot of experiences of lack. You're going to get a lot of experiences of authority figures wielding their power against you. And you're just there at their mercy and blame them and then find other people who are feeling the same way and get together and, yeah, we're right. We're justified. They're the problem. Does that sound familiar? It sounds like the world we live in right now. And that's why Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. It all happens inside of you, always. That's the, that's, that's the law. That's the way that it is. That's how powerful you are. You get to create your own experience no matter what's happening. This is a message of freedom and liberation. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. If you get value from the podcast, like, subscribe, share it with somebody who you thought about during this episode. Um, give us a good review. Send me an email. Hello at revelationbreathworth.com. Just say, hey, Jason, I'm listening. And I'll say, hey, thanks for being on the journey. And now we're connected. Kind of cool. People from all over the world. All right. Love you guys. Have a great day. See you next time.